Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. All right, we're going to go now to that news conference in Orange County. Sherwood, S-H-E-R-W-O-D, with the Orange County Fire Authority, and I'm an incident commander for the Coastal Incident. I'd like to start off with a couple numbers and updates for you. Currently, we're at 200 acres. We have a 15% containment. Right now, I would like to take the moment to thank all of our assisting agencies from L.A. County, Riverside County, San Diego County, and especially thank you to CAL FIRE and their resources. Without their assistance, we would not have the success that we have currently. Talk about damage uh, in destroyed structures. Currently, we have 20 destroyed structures and 11 damaged. And that assessment has been completed, and we continue to work with the city of Laguna Niguel to handle and address any of the impact residents uh, in that community. Talking about our upcoming weather, we still had afternoon winds and we expect the weather to get hotter and drier over the next two days. So that'll still continue to challenge all of our firefighters in our efforts toward containing this fire. Currently we have 550 firefighters assigned to the incident. We have reported a second injury. Uh, I am happy to report all of our firefighters that have been injured have been assessed at the hospital and have been released. For the community, we want to take a moment and say thank you for all their patience. We are continuing to work diligently in, the, in all of our efforts to not only contain the fire, but to address all of those that have been impacted uh, with their homes, and we will continue with that effort. But we want to thank them for their patience, and we will continue to work diligently, diligently each night uh, until this fire is put at 100% containment. Thank you. Good evening. I'm Captain Virgil Asuncion, V-I-R-G-I-L, Asuncion, A-S-U-N-C-I-O-N. And I am the Chief of, for Laguna Niguel Police Services. First of all, I just want to reach out to the community and those individuals that have been affected by this fire. My heart goes out to you. We have approximately 900 residents evacuated from their homes in Laguna Niguel. We want to thank those residents who evacu evacuated quickly that assisted us to get our jobs done. We know we've lost some homes. This is devastating and has 
major impacts to our entire community. We are here to support you and support the city. Evacuation orders remain in place at this time. Updated maps of evacuation areas and road closures can be seen at ocsheriff.gov backslash coastal fire. The question on everyone's mind is repopulation. We have received more than 1,250 calls to our hotline. Most are asking about when they could go home. It is vital that it is safe to repopulate for the residents and for our fire personnel that is fighting the fire out there. The worst case scenario would be allowing people back into their homes then having them to re-evacuate. We ask for patience from our residents. Information will be shared about repopulation on ocsheriff.gov backslash coastal fire and on the Twitter page of the Orange County Fire Authority at OC Fire Authority. Road closures remain in place. We ask anyone who does not have a legitimate reason to be in the area to please stay away. Again, thank you to our partner agencies and to the Laguna Niguel community. Thank you. Thank you very much for your time and for being here. At this moment, we're going to open it up to a few minutes of questions. And after that, we'll conclude in advance. Thank you for your time for being here today for a five o'clock press briefing. So I can comment on a few things. And so uh, in, in the firefighting world, uh, some of the things that we look at are what impacts or what drives uh, a fire is the fuels, the topography, and the weather. And when all three of those come in alignment like we had yesterday, we have the devastation that we see today. So the fuels are extremely dry, as we know. Uh, where the homes are located there off Coronado Point and Vista Montemar, uh, they sit directly above some drainages that channel the winds. And the winds yesterday were extremely fast, uh, extremely strong. And when all three of those components come together, uh, there is very little that the firefighting efforts uh, can do. The biggest thing that we want to do is get the folks out of the way. That's where the evacuations come into place. Uh, and so that's unfortunately what we had in the situation here on the coastal fire. It was really those fuels being as dry as they were, the strong winds and the alignment on the topography uh, which is what created the devastation. We are very fortunate, it is not more homes and we have no loss of life, uh, which is fantastic and in our mind is success. So currently the investigators are still working on the cause, uh, so it is still undetermined uh, at this time and they're still working on that. I don't have a comment that investigators are still investigating what are the cause of the fire is. I absolutely I would expect the escalation of the containment uh, as the days to come. Uh, however, we still have a lot of work, uh, not only in the vegetation side of it, but also throughout the homes that have been impacted by this incident. Chief, you mentioned uh, 20 structures destroyed, 11 damaged. How many of those are like actual homes? Uh, I'm sorry, all of those are residential homes. Chief, on the southwest side of that fire, we have noticed there may be some yellow-red tape um, covering some area. Uh, do you know if that is a possible ignition source? Do we have any idea if this is what you guys are looking at, where the fire may have actually started? So not knowing exactly the area you're speaking of, uh, being saying the southwest, 
Um, if you do see the fire line tape out there, uh, that could be an area of interest. It also could be a hazard on the fire line. I, I can't comment exactly what you're talking to about. Can you tell me how many stations do you have working on this fire? How many? I'm sorry. How many separate stations are, do you have helping with this fire? I don't have exact. I don't have exact stations. Uh, we have 550 firefighters on the fire line, and as I said, we have resources from LA County, Riverside County, San Diego County, as well as from Cal Fire. Uh, <laughs> I would love to say we could always use more, but yes, absolutely, CAL FIRE was instrumental in the success we had with this fire. They were instrumental in bringing in all the fixed wing, as well as some of the uh, rotary wing that we saw. Uh, as of last night, it was OCFA's helicopter that was responding uh, after the sun went down. Gosh, uh, we would always love to have more resources, so yes. Uh, however, we were able to, uh, you know, have the success we had with the resources we were able to acquire. From a personal perspective, what was this like to just witness this devastation today in a community that you probably know and care of? Uh, it's tragic. Um, feel for the residents. Uh, to lose a home is, uh, I can't imagine. Um, you know, we don't really have a season for the fire season these days, as you have seen. Uh, here just locally in the county, we've had fires back since February, the Emerald Fire. We had the gym fire in March, and now here we are with the coastal incident uh, here in May. So uh, the fuels are unfortunately are extremely dry, and uh, you know, Mother Nature, when the winds blow like they do, uh, like I said, most importantly is we get the, the residents out of the way uh, and make sure that no one gets hurt or uh, tragically lose their life. All right, we're going to pull out of this news conference now since uh, most of the important information is done. And now we just have every reporter trying to ask a question to show their editors and producers that, yeah, I got my question in. Eh. See, the first lady was about climate change. First person that jumped in. <laughs> no, I didn't hear that. <laughs> yeah, it was the first question. What can you say about the effect of climate change in this fire? Anyone first had, question. How about SoCal Edison starting a fire? Yeah, it's yeah. A few listeners right. actually emailed that and says, what do you mean climate change? It's SoCal Edison's wires that came down. That's right. It's not climate change. What, well, they're going to say climate change caused the heavy winds, yeah, you see. Well, they're full of crap. And yeah. climate change caused the really dry brush, which right. is burning like crazy. And climate change causes uh, everybody's rashes, too. I Stop remember it. a few years ago... The experts said that they, droughts are not part of climate change, but that they're not. apparently has disappeared. They're, no, well, they're, they're still not. It doesn't matter what crazy people <laughs> all right, say. Nobody's printing that anymore. Well, I, well yeah, but I mean, those Everything's are all, climate change those are all crazy progressives that are, that are writing these stories. In the real world, droughts go on for hundreds of years in Southern California. Oh, you see, that's what I'm saying. Most people are ignorant of this stuff. So it's really easy for organizations that have a profit motive to manipulate the minds of people who are ignorant. And I, I probably should come up with a different word because ignorant sounds, you know, mean and insulting. You're just uninformed. Okay, <laughs> you you don't know this stuff, and there's no reason you should know. We can't walk around like we have Wikipedia in our heads with the history of droughts. But the truth is, droughts hit California and last for hundreds of years. Our civilization just, just hasn't lived through that yet. And one day we will. And this place is going to be uninhabitable unless we do something drastic like set up uh, many, many desalination plants, which is what they have in the Middle East. You know, it's what they have in the United Arab Emirates. There's not much rain there either, even less than here. So they have desalination plants. That's what an intelligent society does. They don't go around going, it's climate change, it's just climate change. Shut up. Doesn't matter.
Either, either well, we have the water or we don't. If we don't have the water, we've got to go get it. Yeah, they will use anything in any story to is call that, attention to the issue that they believe is ignored. Yeah, I know. But, but you know what? SoCal Edison, the way it's PG&E up in Northern California, these companies are irresponsible. They're filled with irresponsible executives who couldn't give a rat's ass how many how many homes burn, as long as it's not theirs. If it's somebody else's homes, let me guess, they'll, they'll send out a press release saying, the safety of our customers is of utmost importance, and we offer thoughts and prayers to the families who've lost their homes. Yeah, the uh, uh, firefighter that spoke there was asked about the cause. They don't know that yet. There has been some speculation that SoCal Edison may be a factor in this as they reported some uh, activity on their lines <laughs> yes. in the area. At, at the exact moment the fire started and the power went out in some people's homes. Yeah, so it's so. a pretty good bet with the high winds that something came down there or something popped. Uh, just to recap... Not a lot new here. 200 acres. Obviously, not a big fire, but right where it hurts, where these homes were. 15% contained. 20 destroyed structures. And one smart reporter said, are you referring to people's residences when you say structures? And he said yes. Good. 11 damaged. What, what Two did... injured firefighters. They've both been treated and released. So why doesn't Mr. PR speak use the term uh, residences, homes? Structures. I mean, are those outhouses, barns? Well, yeah. Remember when these fires burn in the more foresty areas? Sometimes they are just barns and mm -hmm. storage huts and things like that. <laughs> storage like farms huts. burn, and uh, nine hundred people were evacuated. The evacuation orders are still in place. I saw one of the, the term they use is repopulate, and they're not ready to do that yet. Repopulate. Repopulate. Let people go back <laughs> into their homes. Boy, they've really made their own little jargon language, haven't they? Uh, the difference here from some of the fires we've seen, it is May, this is a little unusual, uh, is that these were strong coastal winds. This was not a Santa Ana event. And uh, the humidity was actually kind of high. It was like 70%. But the coastal winds, however this started, just started blowing these embers around. And, you know, they ended up getting into people's homes or around their properties where there was vegetation that was really dry. Remember the, and that's uh, why it happened so quickly to so many homes. Remember the weird fire happened in Colorado a year or two ago? I think it was around the holidays. No. And hundreds of homes burned just in, a, it seemed like, in a matter of minutes. And oh, they, yeah. And they had extremely high winds, and it was in the wintertime, and just, it was it was a fluke. There was some ignition point, and, 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 and the winds, you know, create this, this... Its own storm, like its own crazy weather. Ah, it just starts blowing embers left and right. They're yeah. bound to cling on and to something that'll burn big. And everybody's got vents at the top of their home, uh, you know, where the, uh, you know, where you let out the heat in the house because all the heat rises to the top, and uh, that's where the embers get embedded. Yeah, in, in those vents under the eaves, the eaves that that little part of the roof that slants off the top. Right. They're talking about the big uh, fires that went through Laguna Beach, 1992. You were there, John Cobelt. Skyline Drive. We flew overhead in the helicopter covering those fires. Oh, yeah, I know. I was yeah, thinking about was that horrific. today. They were comparing that to this because that was a lot of homes that burned then, too. I think even more than burned yesterday in Laguna Niguel. Uh, but this story was highlighting uh, something called an ice plant, which it was. Uh, it's a thick green and some people find it ugly, but apparently one house that survived on Skyline Drive in Laguna Beach nearly 30 years ago was surrounded by the ice plants, which didn't burn and probably protected the house. 
they say that didn't work yesterday in Laguna Niguel. Uh, whoever had the ice plants just everything this burned. Is a different kind of fire that just yeah yeah. Well, I think this bounced from roof to roof because yeah, the uh, embers were blowing high in the air. Well, I'm sorry. This is very exciting. But the, the Super Bowl champion uh, Rams schedule has just been released for the new season. Yeah. Well, can you any, believe any big news? <laughs> No, they're, they're going to open up against the Buffalo Bills, which is intriguing. And the Super Bowl champions traditionally open up with the first game of the year on a Thursday night. So we knew the Rams were going to be the home team that day. It was just the opponent that people were waiting to see who it was. And it's the Buffalo Bills, who obviously have a good team. They have really turned this into... I saw a story yesterday that there are people that obsess over this, the schedule. Mm-hmm. They do. I know. You <laughs> laugh at people obsess over the draft. There are people <laughs> obsess over the schedule release. And what the NFL did this year is they're parsing out like they gave little game information over the last two weeks. They threw out one game here. One game. Here's the international games for this year. Here's one Monday night game. Here's a third. It's like, wow, they've really turned this into drip, drip. Well, they're, they're, they keep the interest going. They've gotten really good at being a, tw- a 12-month league where there's always something going on or something you're anticipating. Yeah, you're right. It's trades. It's the draft. And then after that, it's this stuff with the schedule. There's going to be a lull here, though, until we get the training camps open. So, But I'm sure they'll find some way to fill that void. But uh, uh, anyway, uh, yeah. Well, let's talk about something that um, – is the number one email to the John and Ken show all week, hands down. What do you think it is, John Cobelt? Number one email. Hmm, I don't know. I don't get to see the emails. So I don't take have a, a guess. Sense. A request from people. Request. The voter guide. Oh, the voter guide, yes. Oh, my God, we're inundated. Wow. Folks, and you know what the reason is? Because now for the past few elections, everybody's getting a ballot in the mail. Yeah. See, that wasn't always the case. People would vote in person, and they weren't in a real antsy hurry to see what John and Ken were recommending for people voting. But because this this huge thing comes in the mail, yeah. and it looks a little overwhelming, you probably haven't seen it yet, John, because you're paying uh, attention. It's sitting unopened in my uh, on my kitchen table. And it, but it's a primary election too. We don't we didn't always do a voter guide for a primary no, election. I think we have to now. Well, this is a matter of life and death. The committee put it together, but it's brief. Because you start with U.S. Senator. Um, you know, there's like 25 people on the ballot. <laughs> yeah. Well, because the, this the, is the, the spot held by Padilla, who replaced Kamala Harris. He was appointed by Newsom. <laughs> so this is the Alex Padilla U.S. Senate seat. This is not Feinstein's seat, although it should no, be, right? This used to be Barbara Boxer's seat. Right. So I we didn't pick anybody. We haven't interviewed anybody. Um, there's clearly... Republicans and Democrats here, or they're mostly are Republicans because the Democrats an incumbent. Is there any name you recognize? Not really, no. So it's just, is it I recognize box? one person that ran for governor, and that's what people do. They don't make it for governor. They switch over to whoever's available next. But I don't recognize really any of these people, no. So we couldn't pick anybody. Um, but, you know, if you don't like Padilla, don't pick Padilla. This is, again, a top two situation. So nobody wins. Somebody has to come in second, no matter how few votes they get. Uh, oh, my God. There's actually more than 25. The second page is more here. It's like 32 people <laughs> right for senator. 
Uh, then you well, have your I mean, state the bar, senate. The, the bar is so low. I, you know, I, I think all you have to do is pay a fee and get a nominal amount of signatures on a petition, right. and and then you could be on the ballot. I mean, it doesn't. Uh, after that comes you picking your state senator, your state assembly member. Now, we can't weigh in on all those because all of you listeners live in all different districts, so we're not going to help you there. Uh, but as vote John said the other day, right, vote out incumbents and usually Democrats. I mean, vote out the people who've turned California into a disgusting cesspool. Whoever's in office, kick them out. You yeah. don't need a a line-by-line, name-by-name recognition, rec- you know, recommendation. Just, just oh, that guy's in power? Get him out. Execute him. Gone. I mean, politically, yeah. you execute him. Then comes congressperson, and mine is Ted Lieu. I'm not voting for him. No. He's... Uh, then comes sheriff. There he is, right in the middle of the list, Alex Villanueva. That is our recommendation. Uh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, a, a number of these other people are being put up by the woke crowd. In case you don't remember, Alex Villanueva ran as a Democrat. It was supported by the Los Angeles County Democratic Party. They're very angry over him, which is good. <laughs> um, they're not supporting him now. I think but that, we are. That, we did really not fun. then. <laughs> I know. How about that for turning things no, upside well, down? Well, I mean, he, he, he pulled a fast one on everybody. Yeah, he ran as one thing and as governed as another, and uh, that's great. <laughs> Homelessness and crime. He cares about the issues we care about. He, yeah, that's what matters. No woke stuff. No, and he comes up with some great lines about the woke people. The architects of failure is one yeah, of my favorites. Yeah, I know. I'm looking at the the Senate race. I don't know these people. No, oh, I. Now, then you got all these judges, folks. We can't help you with the judges, uh, especially your. <laughs> Uh, choices will be different than what we have in our ballot because it's judges that are county and local. Uh, and then we finally get to the long list for governor. Uh, the John and Ken show has selected Michael Schellenberger. And this is really different from us because he's no party preference. And I, he used to come from the progressive wing. But if you follow Michael Schellenberger, he was on our show yesterday during the three o'clock hour. He has seen the era of their ways. <laughs> And I would now call him very pragmatic, kind of trying to find a middle ground on these issues like homelessness and crime. Well, actually, a place where you you do what works, which is really the only ideology anybody in public life should have. What works if you decide that there's an issue that needs the government? Right. And that's the first question. Does the government need to be involved here? And if it's clear that the government has to step in. What are they capable of doing that works and works quickly and works for a reasonable price? Right. And that's all I'm interested in. I am not interested in, obviously, progressive ideology, but I'm not interested in the Republican conservative ideology. You know, they have their insanity, too, that I'm exhausted by. So all I know is, and this is common sense. You don't have to be a research scientist. You don't have to have a Ph.D., the homeless situation, which we didn't have for most of our lives, you have to tell them, you have to force them into a shelter or get uh, treatment or you're out of here. That's it. And fund what you have to fund. But nothing else is going to work if you don't force them. And force is the most important word. And it's a word that a lot of these progressives find. Oh, but that makes me uncomfortable. I get triggered when I hear that. That's an ugly word. I don't know. Oh, too bad. I'm not here to—I don't think any of us should debate this crap anymore. We've, uh, they've had their time. Five years. It hasn't worked. Failure. Failure. Atomic bomb-style failure. 
And uh, one other worth mentioning right now, Attorney General, we are picking Anne-Marie Schubert. Uh, she's also no party preference, and we believe she yeah. has a very direct and pragmatic approach. See a pattern here? This week at Safeway, enjoy big savings with the BOGO sale, where select items throughout the store are buy one, get one free. With this week's BOGO sale, get select meats like Signature Farms 90% lean ground beef or boneless, skinless chicken breasts or thighs, buy one, get one free. Plus, select fresh produce items like one-pound containers of sweet strawberries or containers of blueberries or buy one, get one free. Safeway, come in and explore and see what other deals you can find. Sticky notes, email alerts, a string around your finger. They're just not big enough. So here's a big reminder from the California Lottery. Tonight's Mega Millions jackpot is over $175 million. Whew. Play now. Please play responsibly. Must be 18 years or older to purchase player client. All right. Well, we were just talking about the John and Ken Voter Guide, which is pretty brief. Uh, a lot of people are emailing us overwhelmed with everything on this primary ballot. A lot of it is judges. Uh, there probably are some better resources you can go to. I'm not going to name them to get guidance on voting for judges, but uh, that's not something we cover on a daily basis. Is Every now and then a judge comes up on the show because they made some outrageous decision or like years ago in Orange County, they were involved in tracking young boys. Yeah, so you know that's when we get involved, but uh, we really overall can't help you have to do your own research on that. Now, fascinating thing, and um, KFI is playing these ads. This is a very unusual thing is going on. It appears to be both Newsom and the Attorney General, Rob Bonta, are trying to steer voters into maybe picking an opponent they would prefer to meet in November, if you follow what I'm saying. There's an ad that runs, and it's paid for by Rob Bonta supporters, which seems to uh, draw attention to or maybe, maybe ask you to vote for a man by the name of Eric Early for yeah. attorney general. Have no, you been it's, hearing it's, this? It's, it's to promote Eric Early because they think Eric Early would be a weaker candidate than uh, Anne-Marie Schubert. And it's to tie Eric Early into Trump. And yeah. if they meet Eric Early in November, they love this thing. Mm. We saw it with the recall with Newsom. Just paint all your opponents as but, Trump people, and that'll fire up your base. Also, we'll fire up the Trump crowd. See, the Trump crowd that's not following closely who's running for attorney general, and again, most people don't, so they want to know who to vote for. That's why we put out the Johnny Ken Voter Guide, see? We cut through all this. <laughs> so um, uh, they, they don't know who Anne-Marie Schubert is. Anne-Marie Schubert's not even running as a Republican. Uh, well, which, which one is the Trump guy? And they're worried about her. Right. So They uh, think if she's number two, this is why they're well, trying to kind of nudge people towards or at least recognize yeah, the name Eric Early. Now, we've had Eric on the show. He's not a bad guy. but No, he's not. I, just the politics of this is really incredible. And some people say it's the problem with this top two primary thing because they're so confident they have so much money to spend. They now think, well, maybe we can steer people to a selection and it'll be somebody we can beat easily in November. Look, and, right? and, a Trump guy. A Trump guy. And, we love and, that. All our ads will say he's a Trump guy. Yeah, and but it works both ways. It fires up the base to vote for what they consider the weakest candidate. Correct. That 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 is because that again, is, that's part of the game. Bonta could run away with this, but he won't win. There's going to be a number two, and I think they'd like that number two to be Eric Early. That's the idea with those ads. I think one just Schubert. played about 15 minutes ago on the show. Anne-Marie Schubert is dangerous. 
because she's not doesn't have the Republican uh, R. She's not attached to Trump. She is a no. current district and attorney. And she stays focused on the real problem with law enforcement and the criminal and, justice and, system. And Rob Bonta uh, is intellectually incapacitated. And uh, you know what? She's to not going to go down the abortion road or any of these other side no. roads that they want to distract you with. She's focused on like the evils of Props 47 and 57. She's smart. She uh, she speaks really well and in English. And, and she Rob, has all the facts right and, there. And, and Rob Bonta is one of these newsome jargon spewers who just changes the subject, talks in bland generalities, uh, you know, issues all kinds of progressive proclamations, whether they're true or not. So, yeah, if I was him, I would not want to go one on one with Anne Marie Schubert for six months. Right. That, that's probably going to be very unpleasant at times. She can make inroads. Uh, I, I had to look this up. He, he, is in a, he is a lawyer, Rob Bonta. I didn't even know that because he was in the legislature, so I didn't know if he was man, an attorney, but he all, is. They all are. And, uh, <laughs> well, sometimes it doesn't matter. I mean, look who's the head of Health and Human Services, right? It's that uh, uh, Javier Bacaria who really is. Well, there's bad lawyers, all right? There's guys who graduated at the bottom of the class. Like uh, Joe Biden was a lawyer, but he graduated 76th from Syracuse. Right. So what does that tell you? Exactly. And he gets 50, you know, everybody's trying try to kill themselves to get to Harvard or Yale Law School. He goes to Syracuse, graduates 76th. He was a senator for 50 years. Now he's president. Uh, yeah. But you know what? He's a dumb guy. He was a dumb guy at Syracuse. He's a dumb guy now. But he got there. Uh, apparently, the Newsom ads are trying to steer people towards someone else we did not pick for governor, State Senator Brian Dolly. Uh, his stance on abortion. Yeah, uh, that but, apparently they would like him to. Yeah. So they want to get the anti-abortion people, the pro, the pro-life people, it, worked up oh. to make Dolly number two, so Newsom can trounce him in November. You get it? What what what's left of the uh, the blockheads in the Republican Party in this state? They've never learned, you know, for thirty years. Get out of the social issues game. Get out. Stop with the abortion and the gay rights and this and that. Just stop talking about it. But so, understand this. If Newsom has to face off against Michael Schellenberger, this would be a whole new well, animal for him. Well, Schellen, because Schellenberger is another one. He's not running as a Republican or a Democrat. They don't want him to be number two. He's very fluent in progressive issues because he used to work out of that realm. And right. he wants to point out all the failures. He wants to discuss in detail how it's failed. And it's all the things that Newsom either believes in or pretends to believe in for public consumption. He and, would be able to debate Newsom directly oh, on the same he, ground. He is a, and Newsom he, couldn't distract the conversation with uh, abortion, Trump, you, you, you. That I wouldn't would, be a factor. I would, I would say uh, Schellenberger has at least twice the IQ. <laughs> I'd say, twice. yeah, no, I, I think. Does Newsom have an IQ? No, Newsom is hovering around room temperature for an IQ. <laughs> and I bet, I bet you Schellenberger's at least 150. So, again, Newsom, Newsom cannot go one-on-one with Michael Schellenberger. He can't. He's too stupid. All right. Well, you know, every time you talk about an issue like homelessness, uh, the other side always comes up with, well, we have to have more housing. That's all it is. It's about building more housing. This story is kind of fascinating. In case you haven't noticed, a lot of California's single-family homes. That's what people like. <laughs> yeah. They like the idea of having their own home, maybe with a small yard, but they're not in an apartment building. They're not in some yeah. sort of congregate living situation. We have that all over the state. It's probably one of the reasons that uh, the housing market's always hot here. And people like to live in California, even though 
hundreds of thousands are leaving. Uh, anyway, according to an analysis by the Southern California Association of Governments, good old SCAG, the six-county Southern California region needs 1.34 million new homes by the end of the decade. That's an average of nearly 168,000 homes per year, adding enough housing for a population roughly the size of Chicago. So they're making local government planners submit their building plans. Where are these new homes going to be built? Show us. Well, the Orange County Register did a story this week, and it starts with South Pasadena, which released a proposed new housing plan. And a guy by the name of Dr. Josh Albrechtson jumped on his scooter. That ought to give you a hint. Okay. Uh, you know right away this guy's a, a wiener. He, punt, he putted around town. He wanted to see, I mean, he actually dug up this, this South Pasadena proposed housing plan. Who would do that? Uh, to see where they're going to put these 2,067 new housing units. Well, he put this out on Twitter. Uh, he documented 27 proposed home sites. He thought they have little chance of being redeveloped by the end of the decade. In fact, the reference here is that it's kind of fake. Mm -hmm. um, they included skinny sloping tracks where home building would be a challenge. Some of the parcels were right up on the Gold Line Railroad tracks. Yeah, those will sell. One site is bordered by high-voltage power lines. He said there's no chance homes are going to be built in this manner, as South Pasadena is claiming. <laughs> Did you see him? He's a doctor. He looks like such a goof. Oh, standing on his scooter? Standing on his scooter. I mean, he looks... <laughs> He took this seriously. He wanted to go out and see. I don't know if he has a home or he's really worried about where people are going to live. A grown man with a medical degree going around on a scooter uh, examining the, uh, the, the lots that the city is supposed to build new homes on. It's simple. Wow. It's Jeez. simple. Where you live right now, do you really want more people moving in and more big homes being built? The answer is no. Why don't you? Nobody wants that. Why do we have to have more people living here? I, I've never understood that. We're, well, at, we're at capacity. There's no vacancy. The, the, really, it's enough. I mean, they're always screaming, like, you know, we, we don't have enough water. We don't have enough uh, electricity. Uh, too much traffic. Okay, we're, we're full. We're full. What's wrong with that? Um, we got we got over what how, how many people over 20 million people living in Southern California well, we came here in 1992 people were hostile about us coming here they thought we were full <laughs> well there was actually Plus protests we actually against California's us population dropped yeah well first of all you don't know that it's going to keep going up but second of all so what does it matter why does it have to be managed just let the market sort these things out right now people are moving uh, to places like uh, ah, but Phoenix it's not. and Some Dallas. Some people are squatting on the sidewalk. No. See, that's... See, that's what we have to... No, no. no. <laughs> I wish it was sorting itself out, but no, no. some people just say, all right, I can't find a home. No, the, I'm going to live here in the park. No, those are drug addicts <laughs> and mental patients. I, I know, but that's the reality. I, uh, and the other side is painting that well, as a the, housing the, shortage. The other side, those people are insane. All right? You can't <laughs> argue with insane people. You might as well argue with the people in the tents. <laughs> that that's crazy and normal people know that's crazy increasingly every day more and more people realize wow that's crazy that's never going to happen there's no reason any any city should be forced to build and because you know what comes with that is is lots of traffic uh you know parking needs i, I don't want any more people living on my block 
Yeah, already. Well, as you and I've talked about with the Senate Bill 9, I don't want like a four-story apartment building no. going up next door to me or down the street. No, Who there, wants that? No, I mean, there's only so many people that fit in a place, and you have to wait your turn. Like, we moved Whoa. into our neighborhood when somebody died. Seriously. And over the next few years, three of our neighbors died. <laughs> you didn't kill them, did you? <laughs> no. Yeah. I mean, maybe you pushed it along a little. But uh, for, so then, so in, in the space of just a few years, four lots became available because people oh, yeah. died. Wow. Right, right, right next door to me on both sides and across the street. And so that's, that's what you do. You wait your turn. And if there's no vacancy, then you go somewhere else. Or you squat in the park. And if the prices are too high, you go to a cheaper neighborhood. In the fact, there's a homeless guy who's planted outside your house waiting for you to die. Well, there probably is, you know? There's somebody somebody out there right now. You wait long enough, I'll die. You can, you can buy my lot. <laughs> oh, wait, your wife still has to live there. Well, when she goes. Because I'm definitely, Way after I'm, you. I'm definitely going first. Yeah, yeah she's definitely so. lasting probably 20 years longer. <laughs> uh, Conway's here. Thank you. What do you live in, a retirement community? <laughs> Where people are dying for you? Yeah, they're dying left oh, and right. I, no, actually, we, we, it was a very old neighborhood, and it just is that right? Turned over the year yeah. that we moved in. Suddenly, oh wow, huh. people were dying. Do you have life insurance? Uh, yeah, yeah. You know Lots what that's, of it. You know what that's for, right? It's for her. Yeah, so she doesn't have to say yes to the first idiot she meets at a bar. That's right. She can be a little selective. <laughs> there's, there's probably a the lot idiot of... in the bar with money, you mean. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> right. She can uh, you know, date for a while before she says, uh, let's go. <laughs> All right. Uh, Corbin Carson's coming on to talk about that fire last night. Uh, the coastal fire they're calling it. Then Dean Sharp was supposed to come on last night. He'll be on tonight with us uh, pending another Huge fire and uh, disaster. Unbelievable. You see the photos are unbelievable. What the hell? Oh, I saw it this morning. I saw a $10 million house. Yeah. 10,000 square feet. It was up for sale. And a $10 million home in that area is a $25 million home in Bel Air. You know. Yeah, yeah. right, right. right. That's, uh, that's like a cut-rate neighborhood. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. huge. Yeah. yeah. So that, yeah. Uh, but I, I don't, they didn't know if anybody was living in it. Oh, really? Wait a minute, nobody's living in it? Well, they weren't sure because it might have been put up for sale. Oh, uh, yeah. But they didn't know. I saw a house in that neighborhood that was was put up for sale eight hours before that fire started. Really? Yeah, it didn't burn down, but man, oh, man. How about that? That's my timing, right? Baboo. Yeah, right. All right, Conway's coming up. Ding dong. Ding dong. Let's roll around. Michael Crozier has the news. Come on. KFI. Fly around here. KOSTHD2, Los Angeles, Orange County, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow 
grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.